Hi, hello, how are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively uplevel your life starting today. Your brain is constantly receiving signals, whether from the outside environment in terms of perceptions or memories from your past. It then activates different patterns through waves in the brain through billions of synapses. Here we are today, and we're going to deep dive into the brain. And I'm not going to get all nitty gritty on you. Yeah, I'm learning a lot about neurons and my classes in med school. But let me tell you today, I just came across this article and I was like, holy crap. Have you ever wondered like what happens to your body when your brain is thinking? And like, why do those thoughts cross your mind? Like, well, why do I not want to get out of bed in the morning? Has that thought ever crossed your mind? Because if it hasn't, I don't know if you're human. I don't know if this podcast episode is for you. I mean, just think about it. Is it the time you went to bed? Is it your thoughts? Is it your financial situation? What is keeping you up? What is keeping you in bed? Have you ever really deep dove into it? Because it's not happenstance. It's quite interesting, actually. So what happens to your body when you're thinking, right? Have you ever like learned something brand new and then Maybe it was like a course you went to. And then at the end of the day, you're like, I could have ran a marathon and been less exhausted. Creating new neural synapses, new connections in your brain takes an exuberant amount of energy and work. Trust me, I'm a very athletic, active person. And the amount of material that has been shoved down my throat by a fire hose voluntarily in this first quarter of medical school is just, I can't even put it into words. I just feel like I've been beaten by a stick every day. So what happens to your body when you're thinking? You might think that it's a simple question to answer, right? A thought is just words in your brain that, that in your brain that cause you to do something. But really it's a question that people have been researching for a long, long time. So it's really not something that's clearly described in like some kind of flow chart or anything like that. So what I want to do today is break down what we know about our thoughts and maybe try to piece the puzzle together of your life a little bit better. Remember, there's a picture of what's happening and and that picture is created in your mind. And often I say perception is reality, right? What you think determines how you feel, determines how you act, right? If you think you're not good enough, You're not going to act on anything, so you're not going to get better at anything. If you think you're too fat to go to the gym, if you think you're too ugly to put on those jeans or to go out and go on a first date, you don't do anything about it. You don't act on it because that's what you tell yourself. And so without any research, that's just how I've lived my life. All these things always happen for me, right? Crazy hemorrhagic cyst and shingles and gallbladder surgery and being robbed and being drugged and... (laughs) You're all like, Shauna, at some point you're going to call this bad luck. But right now I'm not. It's still happening for me. So let's take a moment and think about when is the last time you thought, I don't want to get up. I'm just laying in bed. It's a good morning not to get out of bed. So let's take a moment and deconstruct that thought and figure out where did this come from? How do you just wake up and think, I don't want to get out of bed? 
Is it something spontaneous? Was it triggered by something? Is it physical stress? Is it a physical process? Is it the manifest manifestation of something deeper? What is it? It's a lot to think about, right? And again, this is still being heavily researched. So some scientists have these, there's two theories. There's a reductionism and a dual at dualism theory, right? And I'm not going to go into like these details, but I thought it was very interesting because if we want to consider what happens in our bodies or specifically our brains, when we're thinking, we need to acknowledge that our thoughts can influence our bodies. If you think you can't lose the weight, if you think your right toe is going to fall off, it's, it's influenced more than you think, more than you know. And I know this from personal experience, okay? Literally, your best feature about you or the thing you worried about losing the most, like maybe it's your six-pack abs, maybe it's your back fat, whatever it is that you're hyper-focused on, it will either go away or never come to you. And I'm sure in some capacity, you could understand what I'm talking about. So think about stress or negative thoughts. They worsen physical illness. I am a walking entity of this. Fear can lead to increases in certain chemicals that prepare us through the fight or flight. The sympathetic nervous system just takes over. We can't rest, digest, enjoy our life. Our adrenals, you know, we go into adrenal fatigue, air quotes here. Your body just starts shutting down. It starts to compromise in different ways. So thoughts start this chain reaction that allow us to contract our muscles. And then we're just in a flexed, tense position. Since we know that thoughts influence our brains and our bodies, what's happening under the hood, under, under the brain, under the hair, under whatever it is that's on your head, maybe a hat. So let's go back to the whole initial thought. I don't want to get out of bed. Some scientists say that the thought you had was not spontaneous and random. Instead, your thought was likely a reaction to something. So maybe it's an alarm clock. Oh, y'all, I just got a new alarm clock song. It's called Hello, Good Morning. I can't think of who sings it, but it's like so peaceful. It's like a piano start and it starts nice and quiet and slow. And it's all like, okay, cool. Maybe it's checking your phone to see what time it is or hearing something like the garbage truck go by that reminds you that time is passing. Some cases it can be thoughts triggered by memories. You know, when you lay down and you think of everything you had to do or have to do still, Now, once you have that thought, what happens next? So in order to understand how thinking happens, there's a few things you have to understand. When you think about something, you have this thing called an action potential, and it's just this sudden burst of voltage. It's a chemical change in your body. It's really how your neurons talk to each other. It's the messenger system of your body, right? And then there's a signal that's sent through a neuron. Okay. All these big words, right? And then there's a neurotransmitter, which is a chemical messenger. Like, Hey, Hey, how you doing? We're stressed out. Here's some dopamine, epinephrine, norepinephrine. Okay. So your body is always talking to each other. Your toe is talking to your left shoulder is talking to your brain. Like, you know, we are not disconnected. Nothing is. So these are just a few words and terms. And if you look up the anatomy of the brain and what's happening, the neuronal synapses and how they're talking to each other and what's going on, it's quite beautiful. It's quite amazing. We are really incredible creatures. So how does the brain think? The brain operates in this complex way, right? So you have that thought in the morning. 
It's likely all the different components, your prefrontal cortex, your neurons, your neurotransmitters, everything's involved. And if the result of your thought that you don't want to get out of bed is that you throw the covers back over your head, why did you act in that manner? Or if instead you decided that you needed to get up and get out of bed, what happened differently? We know that when the brain is making a decision, there's these different neural networks, like I just said, that compete with one another. Who's going to win? Are you married to somebody who jumps out of bed in the morning before the alarm clock goes off and you're like, why, 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 why? Just give me 20 more minutes. That's my significant other. (laughs) So eventually one of the networks becomes activated and produces the desired behavior. So what determines which network it is? What determines if the covers go over your head or if you get out of bed and say, you know what? I'm going to make today amazing. This happens through nerve cells in your spinal cord. They're called motor neurons. They fire and they send an impulse down their axon. Okay. Remember, we have this network. We're all interconnected. It travels to the muscle and causes the action. So in this case, you throw in the covers over your head or actually getting out of bed. Those are the two actions. Do your legs move and get off of the mattress or do your arms move and throw the covers over your head? Crazy, right? Nerves, impulses, synapses, your body talking to each other. What about the emotional effects of your thought? We know that your thoughts can influence the neurotransmitters in your brain. So what about somebody who's optimist, optimistic versus pessimistic? It's likely that you have better immunity to illness versus somebody who's pessimistic or depressive. So if you throw the covers over your head and that triggers other thoughts like, I'm tired, I can't get up, why did I even wake up today, or life is hard, these thoughts are sending more signals to other parts of your body. It is not an accident that you feel down on your life. It is not an accident that you want to lay in bed all day. On the other hand, if you think, I'm going to get out of bed. This isn't so bad. I'm going to get going right now. Today's going to be a great day. The pathways and the signals and the neurons in your body, they're going to send a different message. How and what is still being researched? Like what's going on? How does one pathway get activated over the other? Personally, not a doctor, not yet. I think that we are wired in the way that we act most often. So again, there's a whole like, oh, it takes 90 days to create a habit. It takes whatever people want them, those numbers that they make up. I think the consistent effort will lead to consistent ease eventually. 4.30 in the morning, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to go. If I'm exhausted, it's likely for me, it's hormones or I didn't get to bed on time. Because your brain is constantly receiving signals from the outside environment, um, perceptions, memories, and then based on whatever it is going on in your brain, it activates different patterns through all these billions of synapses and sends those messages through your whole body. You know, when you're exhausted and tired, all of a sudden you're like, "Ah, I think I'm getting sick. Oh man, my whole body hurts. Your thoughts grow. And they become more complex and they interact with one another. And this creates your life. That is terrifying and beautiful at the same time. And we all know our thoughts are linked to emotions, right? What we think is how we feel. How many times have you experienced a shot of adrenaline after having a fearful thought? Your heart's racing, you're sweating. 
or maybe after that job interview or the first date. Whenever you have a thought, there's a corresponding chemical reaction in your mind and your body. Somebody tells you something you don't want to hear. Your worst fear. I want a divorce. You can't have children. You're fired. How about the first, I love you? How about the first, there's two babies in there? How about, hey, we found your father. You've been, you know, you were adopted and we found your real father and can't wait for you to meet them, meet him. There is a chemical reaction for everything that you think and everything that you perceive and everything that happens around you. Changing your thoughts changes how you feel. This is so important because what you think you can or cannot do is what shows up in your life. I thought to myself for so many years, Shauna, you can't do medical school. You are not smart enough. Stop. (laughs) You silly. You stop. And that was the reality I created. And I was like, hell no. I've been so sick. I want to heal people. I can do this. And I have to remember those words when things are going to get really tough and really dark and really stormy throughout these next couple of years. Because there's going to be rainbows, but there's also going to be rain with anything in life, right? Go back to the premise that thoughts are physical entities in your brain. They're not spontaneous outside forces that don't connect with your body. You are interconnected. Nothing is by accident. So if you accept the scientific view that your thoughts are physical parts of your brain and that changing your thoughts can have an effect on your body, you've just developed a powerful weapon. You are in control. We feel so out of control in our lives. So what do we do? We control what we can. We overeat. We abuse things like sex and drugs. We rack up credit card debt because we have control of that swiping mechanism, right? Changing thoughts starts with identifying what's triggering you. If your thoughts are just reactions to something, how can we take control and change them? Remember, your thoughts don't arise out of a vacuum, out of a tube. They didn't come out of nowhere. Just by listening to this right now, you're starting to think in a different way. You're starting to feed your brain different information. That's why I say read books, listen to podcasts. Where you want to grow There's always somebody 5, 10, 20 years ahead of you. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Learn about it. Act on it. Surround yourself with information that programs your brain to start thinking in the way and into the person that you want to become. So you need to be aware of what triggers you. What triggers these thoughts of, I don't want to get out of bed. So the next time you're lying in bed thinking, I don't want to get up, ask yourself, what triggered that thought? Was it the alarm clock? Was it you're unhappy with your day-to-day and you hate your career? Are you in an unhealthy relationship? Get very clear about what triggers your thoughts and you'll have the power to change your emotions. You've got this mental association maybe between an alarm clock and the thought of, I don't want to get out of bed or I don't want to go to work. You've worn a mental groove, a divot into your brain, so to speak, that instantly connects the trigger with the thought. Me, my alarm goes off. I've got this beautiful symphony going on. I'm like, hell yeah, time to go to the gym, time to go to yoga. I know I will feel amazing if I get up right now. 
And I don't take these moments for granted, especially after having an eight-day migraine after surgery. I prayed for the morning that I woke up without a headache. And when I did, I was like, oh my God, tears came to my eyes. Realize how lucky you are to have woken up today and to be listening to this and to be driving to work and to be able to roll your window down and smile, to be able to brush your teeth and drink water and just take your shoes off to pee. It's the little things. So you either need to change the trigger or break the association. This doesn't happen overnight. You have to challenge yourself to think differently. Force yourself to think a different thought each morning for the next 30, 60, 90 days. For example, think to yourself, I love getting up. Have something to look forward to. Make your coffee. Put it on an auto brew in the morning. Be like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to walk one mile outside with my puppy. I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to meditate. And then within 60 minutes of waking, I'm going to have a cup of coffee. Maybe you don't have that leisure, but I bet you you do have 15 extra minutes that you can get up earlier and spend time by yourself. If you have a family and a crazy day to day, you matter. Start with you. Or try saying to yourself, it's not so bad getting up. Once I get going, I'm glad I got up early. This is true. This is so true. And you know, I've been, I've dated and been around a lot of negative people in my life and I can only be so positive up to a point. Like that is innate within me. I have created these thoughts, right? I didn't just, I wasn't just born happy, you guys. <laughs> I wasn't just born happy. I know some of you think that, but I, I worked at it. Trust me. And maybe you need to change who you surround yourself with, what you think about. What food are you eating? Your food is fuel. Your, your food is your disease. What's going on in your life? So change the triggers. You have more control than you think. Don't put your life in somebody else's hands. Change the sound of your alarm clock like I did. So you're less likely to have the same thought. Maybe you're stuck in a traffic jam. Who has road rage? Some of you are laughing right now because you're like stopped in traffic listening to this. I had the worst road rage. Like you don't even know. You don't even know. I was like, and then Last year, I had to drive to Denver every day, which was a long ways. And on the way home, it was an hour and 20 minutes to get home. And I hadn't had to drive like that in so long. And I would blast music. I mean, I listened to like podcasts, but then I blast music and sing and like open up my windows and like smile and wave at everybody stuck in traffic with me. I think I made some people's day after work, you know, that five o'clock rush hour. Tell yourself something different instead of I can't stand traffic and what the hell and wasting my life and educate yourself. Shut the radio off. Teach yourself to be okay with silence. Ooh, that's terrifying. Don't start there. Maybe not start there. It's scary. It's hard. Try it. And instead of thinking to yourself, I can't control this, or I want to control this, just relax. Send the calming signal to your body to calm down and be okay with whatever is happening right now. There's an impact of brain damage and disease on your brain, as we know. And it's interesting because it highlights the point that the thoughts really are physical entities that influence, that both influence and are influenced by your body. Cognitive functions depend on all parts of your brain working. Your brain is so freaking crazy beautiful. And when it becomes disrupted, thinking can be affected depending on what part of the brain. It's not just one part of the brain either. Research shows more and more that different parts of your brain 
work together to create different thoughts and feelings. So with like traumatic brain injuries or diseases like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or ALS, stroke, I'm sure you know somebody, somebody that is, you know, fighting with one of these. Brain damage affects self-awareness, behaviors, attention, concentration, motivation, decision-making. They also have lasting physical effects, including headaches and dizziness and vision loss. And all of these issues affect how a person thinks. So if you have power right now and no brain damage and no disease, you have so much control over the beauty of your life, the health of your body. It's true. There's a lot still to be studied. And that's what I love about science and research and medicine. But it's pretty obvious that your thoughts have a direct influence on reactions in the body. And there's plenty of websites and books and podcasts you can listen to. And I understand that there's a lot of trauma that we're all working through. Life is stressful. Things are crazy. But if you can understand the anatomy of a thought and how it sends um, these signals through your brain at through your body at lightning speed. And these thoughts can change your life. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you want to get excited to get out of bed and make your body feel good? Why do you think I want to get out of that damn hospital? Because I'm like, hey, I got to get, I got to get, I got to move. I know what makes me feel good. I got to move. And you know, I recovered in lightning speed time, in record time for what I went through. Because I know what makes me feel good. And I told myself the narrative that makes me feel good. I did not sulk in my pain and sorrows and the look of my body. I believed in in healing and getting better and trusting the timing of my life. So take a moment and deconstruct your thoughts. Figure out exactly what it is that makes you, that triggers you to say, I don't want to get out of bed. Because I can't remember In my 33 years, the last time I said that, even when I was in the hospital, I said, get me out of this bed. So remember, what happens in your body starts in your mind. I love you. You have power to create a beautiful life for you. Trust me. I'm here for you. I love you so freaking much. Love your body, love your brain, love your heart, and be kind. This world needs you just as you are. Drink your water, eat your veggies, smile.